It is Dua Hussein here with the podcast Beyond the Mind. And today our topic is George Floyd, Omar Jimenez, and police brutality. Um, I have been listening to the news quite often and um, the tragic murder of George Floyd has been everywhere, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, as well as the more recent uh, arrest of Omar Jimenez and his CNN crew. George Floyd was a 46-year-old black man. He was a father, son, brother, and partner, and he tragically died on the 25th of May, 2020. For those who don't know, his cause of death was suffocation at the hands of a white Minneapolis police officer. The police officer had kneeled on Floyd's neck for eight minutes, and two minutes before he had gotten off of Floyd, Floyd had become unresponsive. When taken to a nearby hospital, he was pronounced dead. In one clip, it seems that there's actually three police officers kneeling on Floyd instead of one. And it's said that the police reported that they were responding to an alleged forgery at a corner store. During the arrest, Floyd had pleaded with the officers, asking them to let him stand, telling him telling them that he couldn't breathe. But his last words ended up being, I can't breathe. The police officer that was charged with Floyd's death, Derek Chauvin, had 18 other complaints behind him. Only two of those complaints were closed with discipline but the police department didn't reveal the reasons for the complaints. Um, to me, having complaints against an officer and having not dealt with them is a huge, huge problem because these officers are going out and have the ability to hurt people. They have things like tasers and guns and these and the ability and the training to cause real damage to civilians and sometimes the only way we find out that any injustice has been done is through dash cams and word of mouth yet someone who's capable of something like that someone who has something like 18 other complaints is allowed back into the field, is allowed to go out back to work without any sort of precaution when I think that maybe that's a little reckless. That on the behalf of the police department, they should have been more careful and should start to be more careful after an incident like this with their officers. If there are officers that work for this police department and all police departments that have complaints against them against them that are many in number 
if, even if an officer has one complaint it should be thoroughly looked into and solved before a police officer is allowed back into the field without any supervision whatsoever especially because police brutality in the United States is such a big problem and it has been for the longest time police brutality has been occurring since minorities came to the United States especially for African Americans whom have faced the worst side of police brutality of course all minorities face it but African Americans have seen the worst worst of the police brutality and it is horrible but getting back on topic um the other one of the other officers Taufel also had six complaints filed against him but the other two had none Taufel actually had been involved with a excessive force lawsuit this lawsuit had been brought forward by Lamar Ferguson who said that Taufel and another officer had subjected him to cruel and unusual punishment that included punches kicks and knees to the face and body while Ferguson was defenseless and handcuffed the lawsuit says that Ferguson suffered broken teeth bruising and trauma and the city paid Ferguson $25,000 to settle the lawsuit i cannot believe that an officer who had gone through a lawsuit for specifically for hurting someone for subjecting someone to cruel and unusual punishment was allowed back on to his jo- back into his job without any sort of repercussions or any consequence there was no in my mind the police department should have done something to make sure that Tao Tao wouldn't get into these problems anymore and if they have officers with multiple complaints behind them then there should be something done to make sure that these officers aren't out alone aren't doing something that would be hurtful to a civilian that how are these officers allowed back into the field after they are known to have caused trouble or known to have hurt people it's also upsetting that the only time an officer's actually de- delivered any consequence they have either killed someone or have been part of something like a lawsuit where they have obviously hurt somebody it is insane that police officers aren't delivered any consequences unless it's proven that they've murdered somebody or that they have hurt somebody to the point where they have broken teeth or trauma these officers shouldn't be allowed to just move on so freely even in schools you are given things like warnings and probations when you do something wrong you don't have to always break a law to be given any consequence 
So why are police officers not held to the same bar, to the same level where any other normal civilian is? Because to my understanding, police police officers are still people. They don't have any extra protection. They're just officers. They're supposed to be protecting people, not hurting them. And if they get anywhere near hurting somebody, they aren't doing what they're supposed to be. And that in and of itself should be something that police departments look into, that they should be worried about. But getting back on track, um, after Floyd's death, there have been many protests across the country. His family has been heartbroken and they asked that people remember him for his loving spirit. And his friends hope that his life isn't lost in vain. Actually, his family referred to him as a gentle giant, saying that he never made an enemy. He was a truck driver and worked in security, and he even had two daughters, a six-year-old and a 22-year-old. Um, on Friday, May 29th, 2020, Chauvin, the officer that is mainly seen as the cause of Floyd's death, was arrested and charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. Chauvin and the other three officers that were present um, were laid off earlier during the same week. Um, After the protests started, people began to loot stores and set fires. In Minneapolis, the protesters ran into trouble with the police. On Thursday, May 28, 2020, leaders in Minneapolis called for peace. The governor, Tim Walls, even signed an order to activate the Minnesota National Guard. While covering one of these protests in Minnesota, a CNN crew was actually arrested. The state police detained Omar Jimenez, a black and Hispanic man, along with his producer and photojournalist, one of which was white and the other Hispanic. Jimenez showed his badge to the police, identifying himself as a reporter, while also telling the police that the crew would move to wherever the officers needed them to. Still, an officer grabbed onto Jimenez while he spoke and handcuffed him. Despite that, the police actually say that they arrested the crew because they were told to move and didn't. The Minnesota governor, later apologized to the CNN president, saying that he would work to have the crew released, which happened an hour later. Uh, Tim Walls, the governor, commented that there was no reason for the crew's arrest, adding that he would take full responsibility. Another reporter that was nearby, covering the same incident, the protest, um, Josh Campbell, is a white reporter, and he had an encounter with the police as well, except in his instance, he showed the badge to the police and he was allowed to stay in the area. No further questions. Reading about this, to me, it was blatant racism. Because yes, despite the fact that there was a white man among the three people arrested, um, two of them were Hispanic and one was black. And the man seen arrested on live television was Omar Jimenez, which is a black man. And to me, this is 
absolutely blatant racism. It shows that these police officers took people into their custody for no reason other than, oh my god, he's black. If there had been an actual problem with a reporter being near the protests, then the police officers would have also arrested their colleague, Josh Campbell. But Campbell was allowed to stay and report the incident. What's more concerning to me is that these people are reporters. They were arrested when they were trying to cover something that was news, that people, that normal civilians should have had the chance to know about. The right to press is the very first amendment in, in our Bill of Rights, which to me is something that should be valued. And I know that the first amendment and all of the amendments within the Bill of Rights are something that Americans care about. There's no excuse for taking away that right for our... I really don't know what to say. Because this incident was absolutely horrendous and I don't understand what there is to say about it. Because all we can do as people, as citizens, is tell everyone that this has happened, to tell people that police brutality is still a thing, and that our race still determines what our lives are like. We can't go out without being afraid that somebody will do something to us. And white people, not saying that white people don't deserve to go out safely and be happy, but they have the privilege of going out into the world and not worrying about the police stopping them and having died in that in that one stop. They don't worry about going outside and being looked at like they're terrorists. And yes, this episode is about police brutality, but it's important to say that there are so many problems that stem from things like race, and one of the biggest ones is police brutality. George Floyd isn't the only man that has died from such an incident. There have been so many people, and just to name a few, there was Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Sam DeBuse, so many people that have suffered at the hands of the police. Now that doesn't mean that the police are horrible. The police were made, this institution was made to protect United States citizens. It was made to protect people of all countries. And maybe there are police officers, not a maybe, there are police officers that just don't really care about that anymore. And that's why things like this happen. Their loyalty to their brothers and sisters in the law or in their police department and their um, community has caused things like this. And I'm not saying that racism isn't a factor. It's a, the huge, it's the biggest factor. But another key factor is that there is a 
sort of community within police departments and officers like to show their strength through shows of force and those shows of force can end tragically it is something that is toxic and needs to end we can't just blame police brutality on racism because that won't fix the problem that all that will do is perpetuate the idea that racism is the stem of all problems of course racism shouldn't exist it's wrong it's horrible it ruins people's lives it makes living scarier for people but it's also not the only factor to actually deal with police brutality things have to change within the police departments they have to change in the way that police officers are actually trained because when they create these communities they have to be shown that it is not their judgment that matters it's how they protect us the people that can't protect themselves their jobs aren't to make sure that a black man has isn't posing a threat their job is to make sure that nobody is posing a threat that anybody isn't posing a threat it's it's important to show police officers when they're being trained especially especially new officers that it's okay to be wrong and that not everybody is trying to be rude to you not every person you stop on the road that asks you why is trying to be disrespectful a lot of times they just want to know what you're doing most of the time they're just confused and scared i think also that there aren't enough minorities within the police force of course there are and i believe that number has increased too but there aren't enough minorities within the police force that are advocating for their brothers and sisters in the communities and that's probably also part of the problem see police brutality is one of the worst things exist within the United States among so many other problems but police brutality is something that every minority is afraid of especially african americans the idea of going outside just driving like a normal human being and being stopped by the police is scarier to some people than than death because you could die in that encounter violently you wouldn't go passing you wouldn't pass peacefully you would you would die a violent death and who wants that and the fact that people are afraid of the very officers that are supposed to be protecting them that is sad and i've seen a lot of people online saying blue lives matter or we're with the like you know we're with the officers and i understand that not not all police officers are horrible people you know nobody's saying that it's just that 
there hasn't been enough attention brought to things like police brutality and there hasn't been enough media coverage on these events and incidents we haven't seen enough we haven't talked to people enough we haven't done enough because sharing the incident and only protesting after someone's died that's not good enough because someone's already dead you can't bring them back to life we need to fix things before people die we don't we shouldn't need a death to stir us on we shouldn't need a death to remind us that this happens every single day and not all of those deaths are reported and not all of those deaths go viral not everybody that dies at the hand of a police officer has been on the news i i'm pretty sure that we don't know everybody that's died in just this year alone at the hands of a police officer because there wasn't a dash cam because there wasn't anybody nearby there were no witnesses because there are times when people die and nobody knows about it and we can't we can't only let tragic incidents get us to our feet we need to keep standing we can't just sit down after protesting for a week and saying oh yeah you know we've done enough and then the next time someone dies you get back up and you start protesting again this is not cherry picking you can't cherry pick when you want to protest it's an everyday thing living for minorities is protesting being alive is a protest and it's insane that you have to live your life being a protest that it is scary enough to get up and just go outside not even including corona police brutality is disgusting it is so sad that it happens there are people who regularly die at the hands of people that are supposed to be protecting them law enforcement is there not to hurt us but to help us and it seems like some officers have lost sight of that this isn't to say that all officers have this isn't to say all law enforcement has it's not true there are so many people that go into the police force just hoping to protect others going to the force just wanting to be good people so i would never say that all police are bad because i've seen lots of that that police suck or that all police are horrible and that all officers are terrible people and that's not true generalizing is one of the worst things that we can do as people it's like saying that 
every single person on the planet has killed someone. That's generalizing. And yeah, it's an extreme example, but it still is. And understand that there are people who have very personal experiences with police officers and feel that they have the right to say that all police officers are horrible, that all police officers only do bad things, because they're hurt, and and people that they love have been hurt by this, by bad police officers, by officers that didn't take their job seriously, that abused their power. But I can tell you right now that not every officer is like that. Even if the majority are, which I don't personally believe, even if the majority are like that, not all of them are. And grouping the people that aren't like that into a, such a horrible, horrible category, that's unfair. I wouldn't want to be grouped into a, a group of people that say aren't religious or aren't practicing because to me that's offensive because I am a practicing Muslim and I wouldn't want to be put into a group of Muslims that aren't saying that all Muslim teenagers are bad Muslims now that that is really really offensive and it's the same thing when you do that with police officers it's easy to hate people you can't see it's easy to hate people that you have no connection to except for pain but we can't do that we can't just hate people we can't hate groups of people because that's what's been done that's what caused these problems racism sexism all of these, they came from people stereotyping and hating on entire groups of people. We know better than anybody, any minority, knows that if you group everybody together and stereotype them, nothing good will come out of it. Saying that the Chinese are super good at math, just because it sounds like a compliment doesn't mean it is. It's still racism. It's still xenophobia. And I'm not saying that grouping police officers together is the same as racism or sexism or xenophobia. Not at all. But it is still bad. It is still mean. And I know some people might say that they don't care about how some police officers feel. Oh, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. That's what most people would say. But it's not about hurting their feelings. It's about being better than what's been done to us, to minorities. If you're against the horrible things that are done to minorities, you can't be doing them to other people. If you know that generalizing is one of the worst things that has happened to the human race, then why would you do it to another group of people? Because it may not be flipped now, but we can easily flip the script. We can 
one day make it so minorities rule the world and white people are at the bottom. Of course it won't happen, because it's too difficult, because we don't want that. We want equality. We don't want to be better than them. Which is why we can't act like we are, which is why we can't be saying horrible things about people in groups. You can say that Derek, what's his name? Derek Chauvin is a horrible person. I won't disagree with you. You can say Tao Thao is a horrible officer and he's a bad man. I won't disagree with you because it's one person. Because you aren't saying that other police officers who have no complaints against them, that have done nothing wrong, are also bad officers. Because they're not. I'm not defending police officers. Police brutality is a real problem. But I never want to include someone who has nothing to do with it in my argument. They don't deserve that. The same way nobody does. The same way I don't, or my mom doesn't, or my best friend doesn't. There's no reason to hurt people to fix things. And honestly, I don't think hurting people is ever going to fix things. We can't expect to change the world through hate. We can't expect to change the world through perpetuated hate. Because what we're trying to do is spread love. We're trying to make minorities equal. And that's not gonna happen if all we do is create hate between minorities and white people and privileged people. If we only make people that have what we want hate us, then why would they ever want to help us? They have more power than we do, and we know that, which is why we're trying to change it. But if they hate us, then they can't help us. Because all white people aren't bad people. The same way all police officers aren't bad police officers. I'm never going to say that there aren't bad people, because there are bad and good people in every group. Which is why we can't generalize. Police brutality needs to end. Police officers that do things wrong need to face consequences. But we can't act like there aren't good officers. Like the one officer that let you off your ticket. Or maybe the officer that stopped you because your kid took his seatbelt off but didn't do anything about it except for put them back in. Maybe the people that are nice to you. You can't forget that even in all of the bad things going on in the world, there are still good things. And if we're really going to try to change the world, then we have to turn to the people that we know have the power. If we have people that are on our side that have power, things will change. But if everyone that has power hates us, will never do anything. To contribute to change, promote the campaign Black Lives Matter, inform your friends, stand up to racism, and spread love. Peace out.